Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Won't you give me that boom? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mad Truth with Dr. Gina. I'm so happy to have you with me, especially this Easter week, as we are looking at the resurrection of our Savior and what it really means on our body politic. Stop wondering. They are out to destroy America. They are out to destroy you. They are out to destroy your children, your loved ones, your family, your health, your finances, even your pets. I can't believe some of the stuff that Fauci has done to dogs and Joe Biden doesn't even care. I realize that's totally an aside, but I just can't believe that it even goes, it even goes to our pets and the, and the left. Some on the left still don't wake up. Stop wondering. They are out to destroy America. Here's some of the evidence, and I'm going to tell you how we win again, how we win again, because we won before and we will win again. Doesn't matter if you look at inflation, if you look at crime, if you look at the division among races and genders and sexual preferences for crying out loud and even religions and even ages. The, 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 the phenomenon of Babel is happening between all of these groups. Every economic indicator is down. Our borders are wide open and millions are coming across because... Joe Biden mentioned rescinding Title 42. He doesn't even need to do it. He can just talk about it, and that makes millions come. They glorify killing babies, broken families, war. They are anti-father. They are anti-child, anti-dog, as I mentioned, pro-perversion, pro-sex pred. Can't make this stuff up. I had Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene on my show talking about a tweet she did. I think I told you guys about this that she actually named Republican senators. She named them pro-predator because we really are at that point when we are confirming Supreme Court justices who have a record like the one just confirmed. So on the, on the pro-lie stuff, I want to get to this because this is, this is amazing. Um... There's an MSNBC chart that says uh, annual inflation has hit a 41-year high. That is true. Yay, MSNBC actually published something true. Um, March consumer prices spike 8.5% a year, it says. I want you to focus on that number, 8.5% a year. 
price of everything is rising. There's no doubt about it. They break it down for you. They say gasoline, regular gasoline is up 48.8%. Used automobiles up 35.3%. Hotels, the cost of hotels is up 25.1%. Airfares, I bet you noticed this one, up 23.6%, even though they're still mass calls on airlines, they're still forcing you to conform and bow down to their ludicrousy, even though the science is totally against it, the cost of everything is going up. Furniture and bedding up 15.8%. Meat, poultry, fish, eggs up 13.7%. Major appliances up 12.4%. And that's if you can get them. Did you try to do anything lately? Did you try to order furniture lately? It's, it's laughable. You go into a furniture store and you see a chair you like. You say, hey, I like this chair. I'd like to buy it. And they say, okay, well, that's going to be definitely 15 to 20, maybe 50% more than it was last year, maybe 100% more just for good measure. But you're not going to get that chair for three years. <laughs> you, can't, you can't make this up. It happened to me. I know this. I wanted to buy some chairs for Thanksgiving dinner, and I went in to try to buy some chairs. And they said, yeah, you can't get them for two years, so you're going to pay all this money, and you're going to get them in two years. Don't even try to buy a luxury item. I won't even go into that. But any any kind of any kind of anything that you need, you're going to be waiting. If you can buy it, you're going to pay more. Cereal and baked goods are up 10%. This is, this is all published by, um, let's see, March CPI Bureau of Labor Statistics. Published also on MSNBC. So if gas is up 48%, cars are up 35%, hotels 25%, air 23%, furniture bedding 15%, groceries 13%, appliances 12%, cereal and baked goods 9 how is it that they've only spiked 8.5% in a year? That's Because that's the headline. Inflation hits 41-year high. Consumer prices spike 8.5%. In a year, so I, I don't. I just. I, I'm just asking the math experts out there because evidently I'm not one. How do all of those numbers, none of which are as low as 8.5 percent, average out to 8.5 percent? I'm just asking because obviously I did uh, take some statistics courses and a little bit of advanced math in some of my grad work, but uh, I, I didn't learn how to make. 48% and 35% and 25% and 23% and 15% and 13% and 12% and 9% add up to, average out to, because what you do is you add those percentages together, right? Remember this from your basic math? You add the numbers together, right? And then you divide them by the number of numbers you have. So you would divide them by that number. And there's no way <laughs> that when every single number is higher than 8.5 that you're supposed to be getting an average for, it's going to average to 8.5. Any junior high school student could tell you those percentages do not average 8.5. So yes, they lie to you and they think you're dumb enough to believe it. They want to destroy you and that is the truth. And there's so much more to this we're going to get into in just a moment. The crime rates, the absentee fathers, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the good news. There is good news in this. We're, we're not going to have an Easter week without me telling you good news in this. But yeah, if you want to find this study, I should just post this somewhere because this is really good so you guys can have it. Um, I will go ahead and producer Jason right now will go ahead and get this, um, this posted out there on my social media, at Real Dr. Gina on every social media known to mankind. 
because today you have to be on every social media known to mankind because we don't know what's going to survive with everything happening. Maybe Elon Musk is going to take over Twitter. Maybe he's not. Maybe Donald Trump's social media, Truth Social, is going to be the bomb.com. Uh, but I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see it. I'm invested in it. I'm in it. I'm on there. I'm testing. I'm beta testing, whatever that means. I'm still doing it. We'll see. I love CloudHub. I love CloudHub. I, I love Jeff Brain, the guy that created CloudHub. He's amazing. If you're not on CloudHub, get on there because I, I do like that. And it's, it's got this basic, easy feel to it. And he's done so many great user-friendly things, the, the biggest of which I love about CloudHub. Sorry, I'm totally diverting, and this isn't a commercial, but it sounds like it. I need to get Jeff Brain to sponsor a commercial, Jason. If I'm going to do – producer Jason, if I'm going to talk about how much I love CloudHub, I should get Jeff Brain to be a sponsor. So right after you post all of this on my at Real Dr. Gina social media, you need a cinnamon invoice. <laughs> but no, it is. And what I do like about it is that Facebook has made it so hard, especially for patriot groups to, to meet up on there. You know, they'll ban them and shadow ban them and all the things they do on all those. Um, and so he's taken that and sort of made it real easy. So, you know, you want to find a group that supports Israel. It's just easy to do on there. You want to find a group that supports pro-life. It's easy to do on there. You want to find a group opposed to CRT. It's easy to do on there. That's all. I love that part about it. It's much harder on, on, on formats like Twitter and others. But Twitter definitely has its place. And there are others working to take over what Twitter has. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know how I got off on that either. Somebody needs their ADD drugs this week, Jason. All right, we'll be back in just a moment. I'll try to stay on task here. Mad Truth with Dr. Gina. I want you to know there are things to look forward to. I feel promise in the air right now, and I want you to feel it too. And I have a very good piece of evidence that you just might. So stay with me. More Mad Truth with Dr. Gina right after this. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, everybody, welcome back. You've got Mad Truth with Dr. Gina here this Easter week. We're going to continue to celebrate the resurrection of Christ. I might just celebrate it next week, too. You might hear me talking about Easter for a month because Easter is one of those times that is so critical to the rebirth we need right now. And I'm going to get to that in a moment. And I'm going to explain how all this ties in. But as I said, you can stop wondering. They are out to destroy you. When they, when they pay no attention to open borders with millions of people with all kinds of diseases. One thing, one thing somebody pointed out on my show today. Who was it, producer Jason? I hope you guys watch my show, by the way. It's Dr. Gina Primetime every single weekday evening at 7 p.m. 
it is the best show in prime time. Uh, not because I do it, because I have a team behind me that helps me put it together, that makes it the best. And uh, it's right after John Solomon and Amanda Head have their show, Just the News, Not Noise. And that's uh, also right here on Real America's Voice. Theirs is at 6 Eastern, mine's at 7, and that's 4 Pacific. Case. I, I'm just doing that math for you. Since I can't do the Bidenflation math for you, I'm just going to go ahead and do that math for you anyway. Um, but yeah, it's it's something to consider that they don't care at all about the crime. Oh, and the one thing I was going to say, which was interesting because somebody said on my show today, see, I told you I wasn't going to go down any more rabbit trails, but there I went. But it's Easter. I guess I can go down a rabbit trail. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, anyway. Um, Somebody said today on my show that um, with all the people coming across the border, you know, if if you're to come here on an airplane, I know it was Ben Burkwam, our amazing border correspondent. If you're to come here on an airplane from, let's just say, Honduras, right? They're going to make sure you have all of these vaccines. They're going to test you for who knows what. They're going to make sure your kids have all these things because there are diseases in America that have been eradicated for decades and we don't want them back, right? But if you choose to come across our southern border. Well, listen, just come on in. Let us roll out the welcome mat. Let us give you a few thousand dollars to get here and then a few hundred dollars a month that in case, you know, yet come on hard times. Now, we're not that worried about the Americans having any problems, but in case you're having problems and you're an illegal who came here with zero responsibility and zero accountability, we're going to just help you be here. And we aren't worried about the vaccines that we'd make you get if you came here on an airplane let alone legally, right? It's ridiculous. Anyway, I want to get to this because I talked about this last week on this show, um, on this very podcast, if you will. Crime, crime just in New York City. This is just in New York City. Now crime's higher probably in New York City than almost anywhere, but I'll bet you it's just almost as bad in L.A., I've been reading about these gang rapes in, in LA that are happening right now. You carry a nice purse or a nice watch or you wear a nice ring or something they perceive to be nice and they're just raping you and taking it from you. And there are gangs working like this. Um, could that be at all related? It, just asking a question for a friend. At all related to the mass millions of illegals, many of them criminals coming across our southern border? Oh. Trump was so right, people. You know that, though. All right. So, crime in New York City. Felony assaults are up 19.1%. Murders down 8.6%. So that's interesting, but I think it's probably um, a a side issue of um, all the crime raising and murders going out further into the more rural areas because because the petty criminals are just run loose in the major metropolitan areas and the murders that are going to take place the more sophisticated murders things like you know i'm not talking about gang murders as much but even gang member murders to some degree but more like mafia style murders or like um domestic abuse murder type things that's going to happen a little bit further out further outside of new york city Shootings are up 14.5%. Rape, up 15.8%. I bet it's higher in LA. Robbery, up 47.2%. So almost 50%. Well, when you consider that we're allowing people to go into stores and take things um, and have no consequences, as we are in New York City now, um, that shouldn't be very surprising. 
47.2%, almost 50%. Overall crime up 44.13%. Those are some serious numbers, and the left doesn't care. The left doesn't care. What causes, what leads to all this crime? Well, this week on my show, I, you should go watch this one. It was Friday's show of Dr. Gina Primetime. I had a speaker Sproles on, and he has a fatherhood bill. And he's very proud of this because what it's going to do is it's going to, it's going to just help enable, equip fathers to be accountable, to stay with mothers, to parent children, to hold down jobs, to do the things that fathers do. You know, I guess we're so far past Leave it to Beaver. People don't even know what that is anymore. Don't even know what fatherhood is anymore. They think it's some sort of anti-woman thing. This is as pro-woman as it gets, idiots. Remember that I'm talking to them, not you. I know you're the smartest audience. Um, fathers, if fathers work well, crime is down. People aren't, girls aren't raped. Daughters have fathers. Sons have fathers. Men stay with women, help, help them parent their children. Every economic indicator is better when fathers are in the home. We don't have broken families. We have, and for those of you who are animal people out there, fewer animals are hurt when fathers in the home. Did you know that? We have kids who grow up better adjusted overall. All crime goes down in areas where fathers stay. But today, less than 50% of the American population is married. That tells you the crisis we have at hand. But my question to Speaker Sproles on my show on Friday was why would anyone be anti-father? Why would anyone be anti-father? And, and I'll tell you, this is not new. This is not new at all. He, he said the words, um, we try to encourage this bill, tries to, this Florida bill that just passed, signed by Governor DeSantis, tries to equip fathers to take an active role in their children's lives. I literally was triggered. I didn't even know I could be triggered. I'm a conservative, but I don't get triggered. But I got triggered <laughs> when he said active role in their father's life. Active role, fathers can take an active role in their children's lives, rather. And why did that trigger me, you might ask? Well, because for those of you who don't know my story, one of the stories I like to tell, the, the left loves to lie about me. Um, they will say things like that my PhD isn't real or my PhD was mail-ordered. or and They have all sorts of reasons for trying to delegitimize um, my credentials, but I worked hard for those, and I'm willing to fight back for those. Um, not because I need the bragging rights. Like I've had a really cool life, and I'm happy with myself, basically. Lots of things I'd like to improve, but you know, I did work really hard for those degrees. And I was put through hell because I was a conservative, and they figured it out. At the very end of my first master's degree, they figured it out. So much so that for my second master's degree and my subsequent PhD, I actually went to a school undercover. I went to a school and didn't tell anyone I was a conservative. And I just tried to pick topics that didn't, didn't fly in the face of, uh, of what they might believe but also didn't put me in the predicament of lying. So I picked topics like love, peace, things that liberals love. That is a Christian I believe in too. That, that's just what I did. And that's what you have to do when you're a conservative in liberal academia today. And this was in the 2000s, folks, the early, early 2000s when all this went on. But my story about fatherhood and my attempt 
to contribute to the dialogue, you know, when you write a master's thesis or a PhD, your goal is to contribute something to the field that hasn't been stated before. So I wanted to look hermeneutically at all of the things that fatherhood helped, right? Because my dad left my mom and me when I was really little and it affected me. And I was mad that it affected me because I thought, you know, I I did remember it, but I was barely old enough to remember it and it shouldn't have affected me. I think I felt like I needed to get over it. So maybe if I studied it enough, the subject of father loss, I would get over it and it wouldn't affect me. And I wouldn't make bad choices based on father loss. And I wouldn't be one of those damaged girls that you don't want to date because she has daddy issues, right? I didn't want to be that girl. But I was that girl. And I didn't, I really didn't want to pass it on to my children. By the time I completed my first master's degree, I was pregnant with my second child. I already had one. And I didn't want my story to be their story. And... So I studied this father loss topic that seemed like not a lot of people had written. And in my master's thesis, which I had to present to my committee, and I did, um, with a 3.6, I think it was a 3.68 GPA, I always want to make sure that I'm saying it right or underestimating it against my own benefits so that nobody can ever say I said it wrong. I had a pretty high GPA. graduated ultimately magna cum laude on that and summa cum laude on everything else, my other master's degree and PhD. So I got good grades is my point. And, and that doesn't really matter except to say that I didn't deserve to be failed at the end of my master's degree journey because of one sentence. One sentence. I still have this, this thesis to this day. One sentence in my master's thesis. It said, many fathers today take an active role in their children's lives. They crossed out many. They put few to make it read few fathers today take an active role in their children's lives. And they failed me. And when I went to look at it, I wasn't really surprised that I failed because I knew things were getting tense. Political stuff was getting weird. We had social justice signs hanging around the building. We had pro-Clinton signs hanging around the building. We had little posters that said, can you spare a little social change outside my classroom? And I knew something was a little off. So I wasn't altogether surprised I failed, but I figured they would have found more than one thing in my paper to criticize, right? But see what they didn't know. I'd been a little bit tricky. I'd been a little crafty. Not deceptive, just a little crafty. I'm going to tell you how I did that right after this, and I'm going to wrap this up and explain why to you I think we have some very good news on the horizon. Stay with me. More Mad Truth with Dr. Gina right after this. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. back. Welcome back, everybody. It's Mad Truth with Dr. Gina. I'm so glad you are with me because the story I'm telling you today is the story in different measure and in different means has happened over and over again 
to our kids in academia, just like it happened to me back around 2000. When I was pursuing my first master's degree, I was supposed to go to the subsequent PhD program at the school. This was St. Louis University. And um, the one thing I really loved about that school, I had a, a mentor who happened to be a liberal of the highest order. But her name was Dr. Rosetta Moore. She was the dean of the program I was in at the time. And she was one of these honest liberals. There are some. At least there were back in 2000. <laughs> and uh, I had written a paper for her class. I don't remember the name of the class. But much of many of these details, I'm not a details person, but I, I, you could ask producer Jason. He knows me well enough to know details are not exactly my forte. I have to make sure I have every statistic in front of me and all that because I don't waste, waste brain room. I don't know if it's part of my ADD with statistics and details and, and little names that I haven't heard in, you know, decades and things like that. But these names, these occurrences are seared in my memory because it was so traumatic to me what happened. So I get my paper back as I explained to you, and today, many fathers take an active role in their children's lives. Many was crossed out, few was inserted, and I was failed. And that meant I didn't get my master's degree that I had worked for for two years, and I didn't get to advance to the PhD program that I had been accepted into. This was devastating to me, and I had a baby on the way, second baby. And all I tried to do was write a paper examining fatherhood and its impact on children and society. So the thing that they didn't know in my committee was that it was perfectly within the school bounds to do what I did and what I had done to sort of safeguard myself in a crafty little way was to use a paper from Dr. Rosetta Moore from her class that I had written for her class. And I had gotten like a 99% or something insane. I'd gotten an A plus on that paper. She loved that paper. Now she was a black leftist of the highest order. I mean, as left as they come. I believe she was formally affiliated with the Black Panthers. But she understood that black families benefit when fathers are in the home. This is something that is preached constantly. We see coaches today standing up for this fact. We see Jack Brewer standing up for this fact. We see all sorts of black leaders standing up for this fact that when fathers are in the home, children are, are safeguarded. Children are prevented from all the horrible things in life that befalls them. If, if fathers are, even if they're not in the home, if they're at least active in the child's life, if they act like fathers, right? Like the fatherhood bill that just passed in Florida. It's exactly what I'm talking about. Dr. Moore saw that. So I went to her and I said, I used your same paper that you gave me an A on, and my committee failed me. And she said, oh, that's wrong. That cannot stand. She, she looked through it. She said, is this the only red mark on this paper? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, oh, no, 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 no. This is not acceptable. You, you, this is a solid paper. Gina, this is a good piece of research. You wrote an incredible thesis. I beefed it up for the thesis. I just used what, she, what I'd written for her class as, as, almost as an, as an abstract, if you know the term in research. And, and, and I, I elaborated on it. I added more research, more facts, more statistical data. Same kind of compilation I did with data the minute I said masks were the stupidest thing we ever did in this culture. I know how to do research and data. You can trust me on that. And I'll tell you if I haven't done it yet, and I don't trust my opinions until I have. 
But once I've done the data, once I've crunched it, once I've studied it, I know. And this is this confidence that I have in my ability to read science, frankly, because that's really what it comes down to, Fauci, comes from that moment where she said, no, this is a good paper. You deserve to nay on this. I'll take care of this. Well, I didn't have time to worry about it because I was supposed to start school in the fall. So I went ahead and applied to a different school and went to a whole different school and just stayed under the radar, just did not let anyone. I went to a school out in California where nobody could, nobody knew me. And um, it was a great program for people that were already in the career field. So we got together in what we called clusters. We met um, for maybe a week at a time or several days at a time and did all of our coursework intensively. And um, it, it, was, it was a tremendous experience. It really was. I have nothing but good things to say about the school other than it was extremely liberal. What school in this country isn't unless it's markedly a Christian school. And even then, be careful. There are a couple I would promote, not many. But I, I went through, I got my PhD, I gave my testimony at my graduation, and um, that's the way that ended. But my question is, has always been, what kind of a political party, you can, you can make the arguments for and against so many things, so many political issues, without me going into them all, because we're going way too long here. In fact, Jason, am I on the second or third segment? I can't even think. I'm on the third, so I got to wrap. Um, but... But the thing is, you, you, you really can't argue that fathers should be fathers. Like, who's going to argue that? It is the high tide that raises all boats, regardless of culture, regardless of gender, regardless of anything, right? So I would just submit to you that the kind of party that could oppose fatherhood and a fatherhood bill as just passed and signed here in Florida is a party that is against God himself, and is against people themselves and has been turned over to its own sin, like the Bible warns about. That God will turn you over to your own sin if you continue into it. Sins of the father visited on the sons to the seventh generation, the Bible says. Those are some pretty serious terms. But here's why the consequences of sin that remain become pale to those of us who understand true freedom and true fatherhood, right? And true resurrection. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. Romans 8.34, Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. So the bottom line is, when, when we sin, as I understand it from the Bible, when we sin, our price is paid because of what happened all those years ago through Jesus Christ. But we have to ask forgiveness from Jesus Christ. We have to repent. We have to try to change. But even if we fall again, Still, he died for each of us this holy week. Romans 6, 8, 11 says the death he died, he died to sin once and for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. All in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. And I think we really are at a place in our world where a 
portion of our society has turned themselves over to their own sin. But the bigger portion of our society, in their very core, understand redemption, resurrection, and rebirth. And so I'm praying that you and your family can celebrate that this very week and that you can know that just as God raised us up once out of the chaos of the left and the clinches of communism, he's going to raise us up again. And I believe it's coming fast. I think that's why Easter feels different this year. Does it feel different to you? I don't know. It just feels different to me this year. I'm very excited about it. Very excited about the new life, the new political life that I think will be born if we do as God says, humbly pray and seek his face and turn against our wicked ways and seek him. So happy Easter to all of you. God bless you. Don't forget to tune in every single week. Uh, I produce a couple podcasts a week, so you got to catch them all because otherwise you'll miss something really important because sometimes they build on one another. So it's Mad Politics with Dr. Gina. Tell your friends, share, subscribe, and don't forget to watch my show if you can on Real America's Voice as well. Best of Easter blessings to all of you. Have a great week. Won't you give me that?